Hey guys, this is Rich Bokini. You might remember me as Kevin Owens punching bag on SmackDown. You're listening to the whole Rough and Show, the only podcast that calls it right down the middle. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole Rough and Show. Hello, hashtag dear listeners, welcome back to the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, that would have to be the whole ref and show. My name is Perry Smith. And my name is Darren Beasley. Welcome back, Darren. Look at us coming out with two episodes in the same week. We're back, baby! We are back like a vertebrae, and there uh, ain't no doubt about it. Oh, holla. <laughs> right, is that what kids say, holla? Ola? I-, I hear ola a lot in Los Angeles. Well, that's be well. <laughs> I'm sure you do in Los Angeles. It's a large, large uh, population of Latino folk uh, who love who laugh whenever I try to speak to them in any and in the limited Spanish that I that I do know. But God bless them. Well, I, I mean, the city's name is is a Spanish name. Sure. I mean, sure. No, they, they were here first. I totally acknowledge that. <laughs> There's a lot of slogans uh, that I have championed in my day, but. Uh, I definitely am partial to, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us. Sure, sure. That's a, that's definitely one way to look at it. Uh, folks, welcome back to the whole Refn show. We are super psyched, super jazz, and super ready for those hashtag wrestle news and wrestle views. Uh, big weekend here in the world of wrestling because we got uh, not only the Royal Rumble, which means the Royal Rumble contest, finally. We finally find out who the top 30 people are. And by that, I mean the only 30 people are uh, who are involved in the Royal Rumble contest. But we also have the NXT show slash UK show Worlds Collide, which should be a lot of fun as well. Which I'm looking forward to the uh, I'm looking forward to the spectacle that is the Royal Rumble. Because Royal, Royal Rumbles are always fun to watch no matter what. You know, it doesn't matter what the roster looks like. It's always Interesting to see who the 30 people are, like what little, what teeny story elements there are all throughout the Rumble, you know, how people get thrown out by who, who actually wins and why. But the Worlds Collide PPV slash network exclusive, (laughs) I'm looking forward to for the actual wrestling itself. Absolutely. There's three, no, you know what? It's almost the entire card that I can agree with The the. Other than the Royal Rumble matches, Worlds Collide is a is a far superior card. <laughs> well, of course, yes. Uh, well, each uh, each show boasts six matches at least. Uh, Rumble also has the the addition of the Women's Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's plenty of wrestling this weekend, folks, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting into. It. I actually watched Raw. This week, so I know what's going on. I watched NXT. I know what's going on. Man, all the lady action going on at NXT right now is crazy. Uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. And we actually get to see Tony Storm and Rhea Rips go one-on-one at Worlds Collide. And do not, do not sleep on Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi has made quite an impact in NXT already. Uh, and this Im- this impending uh, face-off between her and Shayna Baszler 
Um, I mean, Shayna Baszler has been second only to Becky Lynch, as to, in my opinion, as far as women's wrestlers in the last few years. And uh, Shayna Baszler and Shotzi Blackheart, that's very exciting. A very, very exciting matchup, uh, which isn't happening. It's not happening this week. But <laughs> just in of, general, sure. Just in general. Now, NXT has been bursting at the seams with, uh, with, with talent in general, but uh, women's talent is just off the charts. It's like it's it's sad there aren't 20 more belts to go around for all these women because they're all so, so freaking talented. Uh, but I guess that's, that's the way it is. Um, super talented folks, not only from NXT, but of course UK, as well as uh, 205 Live, all mixing it up here in Worlds Collide. Darren, it's been a while. What do you say... You and me, we go head to head. Head to head. I can dig it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while, so I'll explain this if anyone's a hashtag new uh, hashtag dear listener. Head to head. Head to head. Is a segment where Darren and I basically make our predictions. We make our predictions about who the winners are going to be at the events and uh, the week later, we typically like to see who got things right or who got things most right. And uh, bragging rights on the line. That's all, folks. Good old-fashioned bragging rights. And uh, we haven't done it in a while, so looking forward to getting into this right now. Let's start with Worlds Collide. Darren, speaking of the talented ladies, Mia Yim is taking on Kaylee Ray in a singles match. No belts, just bragging rights. Much like our head-to-head. Head to head. What are your thoughts? Um, I think Mia Yim needs a win. I really think Mia Yim needs uh, something that's going to make her matter. Uh, NXT is very good at making people matter without wins. Uh, all you have to do is look at uh, Gargano for the longest time. Look at, I mean, Velveteen Dream is the ultimate example of that. I mean, he got over as a heel forever and ever with no wins at all. So NXT is good at making you matter without a win, but it has that. I would not apply that to Mia Yim. She's, she's just sort of there. And I don't like her being like a journeyman or a journey woman, if you will, a journey person uh, who (laughs) is uh, just kind of there. I don't, I don't want Mia Yim. Mia Yim should not be, um, Bearing the cross of Cassius Ono just yet. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to say, are they Cassius Onoing uh, Mia Yim? Uh, taking the, the grizzled vet and saying, like, we know you're good. So you're going to help put over all the young people. Uh, not that Mia Yim's terribly old, but she is a veteran, which automatically that term ages you, unfortunately, in the world of wrestling. So, yeah, my my pick is going to be Mia Yim because I think she needs it. Yeah, that's my pick also. Just, I'm a bigger fan of Mia Yim than I am of Kaylee Ray. Uh, Mia Yim has, I mean, time and time again, proven that she's a very good wrestler, uh, very consistent, and uh, I guess she does need the win as well. So, so far, you and I agree. If you can believe that. Next up is uh, a match that I am extremely excited about. Um, it... it it raises some weird questions and some weird feelings um, that I'll address in just a second. But the match is Finn Balor versus uh, Ilya Dragunov. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I'm very good with names, and yet that one is difficult for me. So uh, <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> uh, it's extra disappointing because I think he's great. Um, now, 
what I was saying when I mean that it's 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 strange to me or it makes me feel odd is I think it's fantastic. This is exactly what wrestling should be. Wrestling should be about having interesting matchups, about uh, having matchups that that seem to make sense uh, physically um, and give us something new and refreshing. That's exactly what this match is. The part that makes me feel weird, though, is it seems really far down the rung, like really far down the ladder uh, for Finn Balor. And that's not to disparage Dragunov. Uh, I just... I'm excited that Finn Balor is in NXT because we get matches like this. We don't have to see Finn Balor versus Shorty G. Um, <laughs> and I'll take this match against Dragunov 100 times out of 100 over a match against Shorty G. Um, or another Finn Balor match against, you know, just something that doesn't matter on Raw every week. But do you understand what I mean? Or do you feel that way at all that it's, it's weird... For Finn Balor to go from being the first ever Universal Champion, headlining SummerSlam and being on the Today Show, and now he's fighting a relative unknown the night before the Rumble in a non-main event match in the third brand? Uh, it seems like he's slumming it, I guess, in some, there you go. In some people's eyes. I, I, I can definitely see that. The thing is, though... Finn Balor can go in and have this really great match with this guy and then just show up in the Royal Rumble the next night and then you you would not bat an eyelash. You'd be like, oh, there he is, former champion Finn Balor. Well, you know what I mean? So, so I, I think he can he, – he's a tweener. He, he can go back and forth. I, I dig that. I dig that, and I think that we might see that. I think that that's exactly what we might see. I can't – I don't know, man. I mean, I think I, I think I explained my feeling, but at the same time, I feel there's, there's something even there's something yet, un, you know, intangible about my feeling. I don't, I don't know quite how to express it, but slumming it was a very good way. You, you put your, you put some good words on it there. Um, I, I wonder if there's just more to the story overall. Like, do they just realize Finn Balor is better? Uh, as a big fish in a small pond, I don't know. It's weird to me. That's it's weird for fair. Finn Balor to be slumming. It. I I understand people like Tyler Breeze being knocked down. Um, not because I think Tyler Breeze deserves it or anything, but they never treated him well. Finn Balor though was treated very very well. He doesn't seem like the person to be in the doghouse. So if he's not, and if that's not the reason, well, I don't know. I'd like to believe it's just, like, good booking. I just feel that it's not that. What's your feeling on him actually winning the match? Do you think he, he would... he would would, would, it, would it behoove you and Finn Balor if he lost this match? Uh, I would be... No, I think that would be disastrous. Oh, okay. I think he has to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know wrestling is not real, so this this has to, you know, it's like... Um, has to is always a, a, a weird thing to have to say, but um, I think Finn Balor has to win this match. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the uh, the beginning of uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, when young Indiana Jones is chasing that the guy 
trying to try to get no actually I'm sorry the other way around Indiana Jones is being chased by the guys who want to get the cross back that he stole and then the the guy who I guess he kind of modeled his look after says like you lost today kid doesn't mean you have to like it and like gives him his hat or whatever that's how this will end Finn Balor doing that to to uh, Dragunov going you lost today kid doesn't mean you have to like it and he'll give him the hat and then he'll, he'll tilt his head down and then tilt back up again and to be fully aged and get punched in the face. That's exactly what happens in Last Crusade, by the way. Um, <laughs> I have not I have not seen uh, I've not seen that movie since I was about nine years old. Oh my goodness gracious, Darren. I think we just lost listeners on that one. Uh, so you I and mean- I are <laughs> I've just never been an Indiana Jones fan. Fair enough, fair enough. You're wrong. Uh, but you are not wrong when you say Finn Balor is going to win the match because I agree with that as well. Moving on, it's a fatal four-way match. Angel Garza taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott, taking on Jordan Devlin, taking on Travis Banks. It is for the Cruiserweight Championship. And man, I would love to see Isaiah Swerve Scott walk away with this one. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I think that he will not. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, my pick is that Angel Garza will retain. Right. Well, I, I said I would like to see him. Doesn't mean that I officially picked that. But I, if I had, if I, if I were booking this, uh, or if, you know, just having my druthers, I'm with you. I, I'm all about Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, and I would have him win. I just don't think he will. I feel like worlds collide is is we we say this we say this term from time to time uh, an exhibition. I think this whole show is more of an exhibition than a place to see uh, a belt change hands because it's a you know again worlds colliding. When worlds collide, do you want to see a belt go from one plate, potentially one show uh, or one country to another? Um, yeah, the dirty little secret about worlds collide is these worlds collide fairly regularly <laughs> for like ten so, bucks a for like ten bucks a show in Ocala and uh, Tampa and and Cocoa Beach. Yes, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not like uh, it's, it's not quite as fantastical uh, as you know the old school dream clashes like. What if WCW WWF? Oh my God! In like ninety four, like ninety ninety one. Well, that, that's that's a little different. Yeah, no, I I totally get what you're saying there. It's a lot. It's a lot different. Well, but, yeah, because all um, these you, you can call these things anything you want. NXT two hundred five live, you know, UK brand. It's all WWE at the end of the day. So. No, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, the Cruiserweight Championship belt is something that can just kind of kind of out of nowhere change hands just because, ah, eh, Cruiserweight belt, whatever. And maybe there, if there were one surprise in this entire show, maybe it's a title change. Uh, and I would say maybe it's this. I'm going to go with uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott as my pick. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, I'm actually basing my choice uh, of Garza on the fact that um, I've seen multiple promotional images for the Rumble and uh, uh, that were especially regarding all non-Raw and SmackDown rosters 
And it's typically a group of about eight to 12 wrestlers. And Garza is always in the like front and center as possible uh, rumble entrance. And I don't think Garza is headed to the quote-unquote main roster. So for him to enter the rumble potentially on night two of this two-night weekend, I don't think you do that if you're not headed to the roster and you've just lost your belt because, you know, you're sort of trending downward. Um, So I think he's got to hold on to it for that reason Uh so that when he makes his very likely uh, Royal Rumble uh, entry, they can say, oh, he is the Cruiserweight champion, not he lost the Cruiserweight championship last night. Right, right. No, I I totally get that, but I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. Well, that's cool. I actually hope you're right in this instance because I'd like to see that belt around uh, around the waist of Swerve. Next up, we have this is a dream match. This this actually is kind of a worlds collide moment. This this one's living up to the to the billing. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Of course, DIY, the reunited tag team of Tomasa Champa and Johnny Gargano. The re re reunited. Tag team, <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, yes. Versus Mustache Mountain, of course, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. These are two uh, of the best tag teams of the last half decade. Sure. Uh, ever since they've, ever since these four have been competing in WWE rings or WWE or NXT sanctioned uh, shows. Uh, as tag teams, as individuals against one another in singles. I don't know that we've seen this. I don't know if we've seen this matchup uh, head-to-head as a tag team match in this uh, particular iteration, but it's very exciting. Earlier when I said that, like, match-for-match, pound-for-pound, Worlds Collide was a far better card than Royal Rumble, except, of course, as you said, the spectacle of the Rumble matches – this and what sh- I'm assuming will be the main event are worth the price of admission alone. DIY versus Mustache Mountain and the eight-man tag match at Worlds Collide are going... Those two matches are going to be better than the whole Royal Rumble show. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly believe that. I don't think that DIY and Mustache Mountain are capable of having a bad match. Uh, Wrestling-wise, this will probably be the match of the weekend, period. Probably. I, I, I agree with that, sure. I love all four of these guys. Like, I'm a mark for these guys. I'm just old-school, like, stand-up and cheer fan of these guys. Um, all four of them, individually. Uh, I mean, I, I would say two years ago, Trent Seven was very, very high on my list. Of favorite wrestlers, um, you know Tyler Bate has been a, Tyler Bate is is a prodigy. You know Tyler Bate is from day one. He was a man that WWE was ready to invest in, uh, and there's no denying that WWE is heavily invested in Champa and Gargano. In fact, Trent Seven might be the one they're least interested in. He might be the one I'm most interested in. But nevertheless, <laughs> these four, oh my God. Sure. No, I mean, these guys will have a dynamite match. 
that that's not even like debatable. Like they would have to try to have a bad match. But the thing is, DIY just got back together again for this match. They're building towards something. They're they're feuding with Undisputed Era. Mustache Mountain's not really building toward anything. So I feel like if they lost the match, you know, they lost to a good tag team. It's not a big deal. DIY has momentum. They don't need to lose. So I think they have to win this match, right? I completely agree. I'm going to choose DIY. Um, I'll be happy. I'll be 100% happy regardless of who wins. As long as the match is good. And as I previously said, I don't know of any way other than being told, being booked to have a bad match. There's no way this could be a bad match. Well, you know who wins? (laughs) The fans. The fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we agree with that one. So far, the only one we disagree with uh, is that Cruiserweight uh, Fatal 4-Way. So this one, at least there will be a, a winner. And a loser, unfortunately. But... Speaking of that, there will be a winner and a loser, as there typically is in all wrestling matches. Uh, when it comes to Rhea Ripley, the current NXT Women's Champion taking on Tony Storm. And I, oh, it's it's a tough call because I love both of these ladies. Uh, they're both wonderful. But uh, if I can go ahead and say this, uh, I'll go ahead and say it now. I don't think they're going to take that title off of Rhea Ripley. Like, Rhea Ripley's got ability and she has size. I mean, that 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 lady is ripped. Um, when she went to the ring and kind of squared off against uh, Bianca Belair, and, like, Bianca Belair is a pretty buff woman as well. Like, that's, that's a very athletic, very fit woman. But, like, Rhea Ripley is taller by a head and also has bigger arms. And it's like, man, that, that's, a, that's a brawler right there. I wouldn't want to mess with Rhea Ripley. Uh, so I think Ripley's going to hold on to it, even though I think Tony Storm... Might be one of the best women wrestlers uh, right now, for my money. There's no denying the ability of Tony Storm. She is absolutely uh, an excellent wrestler. Uh, but Rhea Ripley, you already said it, but Rhea Ripley has size, which just doesn't really exist in women's wrestling. There's, there's the petite, there's the like super fit and athletic, like you said, Bianca Belair. Um, but even the super fit and super athletic, like just remarkable physical specimens, they're still typically petite uh, or at least not overly tall. And then as far if you want to, usually when you're talking about big women and I'm doing air quotes, you're referring to like very like big boned as it were. Sure. Like, uh, like big, uh, and you're thinking you're like Awesome Kong, Nia Jax, and that that frame. What exists very rarely is this Rhea Ripley build. Charlotte Flair, of course, as is pretty much that build as far as Raw and SmackDown go. But that's you know, and that's why she has been uh, so different. In addition to being Ric Flair's daughter, but I don't mean that to uh, to disparage her. Charlotte Flair is unlike the other women uh, in WWE history, really. But Rhea Ripley is all that is all of that, and a decade or more younger than Charlotte Flair. She's only like and, 22, 23 right now. Right. She's yeah. Well, they, they they talked about her age a lot when she was in the first May Young Classic, so you got to hear it quite a bit. So I think she is about twenty three or twenty four right about now, but. 
Um, yeah, she. You know, she's kind of like she's kind of like the female Sid. Like the she, oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah, just has that size and that ability, and just like built like a fucking brick shit house. Um, and the only thing is, she could actually talk on a microphone. Uh, unlike Sid Vicious, <laughs> Sid Vicious could yell at a microphone, which it worked for Sid, but you could tell. <laughs> now, nah, man, like when Sid came to WWF and he fought Hulk Hogan, like you can tell, like they were grooming him, like this guy is a credible threat to Hulkamania. This guy could be the world champion for quite a while, but man, he just could not pass that talking barrier and it, it just ruined him. And it would continue to kind of like be, a, be an issue throughout the rest of his wrestling career, unfortunately, but. So that's kind of how I feel about Rhea Ripley, just this like you know monstrous athlete. So I, I think, and also Tony Storm has two wins on Rhea Ripley, so I think it's time for Rhea Ripley to kind of get one over on Tony Storm. So totally fine. Again, well, again, one of those situations where you know who wins, the fans. So yes, yes, I'm, uh, we will win either way. But uh, my pick is also Rhea Ripley for sure. There you go. There you go. Well, that takes us to the main event match. Eight-man tag, Darren. I know you're looking forward to this. Imperium versus the Undisputed Era. This is some. This is one of those matches that makes me feel like I did something right with my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is one of the, to, to me. This is one of those returns on my emotional investment in pro wrestling. This is karma in action. This is good karma that I get. This, this is a gift. This is a <laughs> this is a nine month early or three month late birthday gift. Um, wow, I'm excited about this. Imperium, uh, Walter, Alexander Wolf, Marcel Barthel, uh, and Fabian Eichner taking on the undisputed era of Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. I mean, Unfortunately, Undisputed Era doesn't get to come in with all of the gold as Roderick Strong has lost the North American title. But, I mean, it's still, they're the Undisputed Era. I mean, it, I still buy into it. I'm still excited by Shock the System. I still love this, this group so much. And Imperium, I mean, they're everything I could ask for in wrestling. And so the... <laughs> This is sort of like DIY versus Mustache Mountain. I mean, you know, I alluded to this match earlier uh, when talking about that one. The, it's just so good. This is why you watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you watch wrestling for matchups like this. This is like the Survivor Series or or you know something like that. This is just great. It's kind of like a mirror match in that it, they're they're kind of the same. They're they're the 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 opposite sides of the same coin, I guess. Because they're, they're these big, they're these factions that kind of come in and they dominate, and it's these four guys, you know what I mean? And they're 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 turkey tight, as you like to say, and they're, they're kind of all business, and they're all about getting the gold and holding on to it. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's it's again capable wrestlers having a big wrestling match, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I wonder how much like breathing room they'll give this match. You think it'll go like thirty minutes or more? What do you think? I don't think it'll go 30 minutes or more, but I think this is uh, it, like entrances excluded. Um, I would say 20 to 25. Oh wow! Well, that that's much less than 30 minutes. 
Well, it, <laughs> it is. It really is. In wrestling, sure. In wrestling terms, I guess. Um, well, uh, we've we got to pick a winner for this. Who, who's going to walk away and, and say that uh, their faction uh, was able to pull it out? This is one of those times where I hate to have to pick. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, what matters more? Um, because it is an exhibition show, like we said earlier. Don't see belts changing hands. There's no worry about belts changing hands in this match. So therefore, there's, there, there does become a level of importance uh, placed on the victor here. In the spirit of the fact that it's worlds colliding, which should be, which should mean that we're showcasing those that have less exposure. Imperium, of course, has far less exposure than the Undisputed Era. They've existed for less time. They're mostly on NXT UK, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know that that makes them the underdog, but it makes them the, the more unknown, uh, entity more uh, a more unknown entity in that respect i think you have to go with imperium but how in a straight up eight man tag how do you how can you go against the undisputed era so that's what makes it so hard it is tough to think about cuz uh you got to think about where undisputed era is right now where uh Fish and O'Reilly are still the tag team champions. The belts are not on the line for this at all. Roderick Strong just dropped his North American title to Keith Lee, as you mentioned already. Uh, and Undisputed Era also just lost their spot in the Dusty Classic, which is going on right now as well, the tag team uh, tournament going on in NXT. So it's kind of like, how much have they suffered already? Can they? Should they have to suffer a loss to Imperium as well at Worlds Collide? Um, I know that that's that's really really tough to say. I could flip a coin, really, because it's it's really hard to say. But I think um, I don't know why not uh, why not give it to Imperium. I think I might be going with Imperium. I'm gonna go with Imperium, and I'll tell you one reason I'm gonna go with Imperium. When I look at these eight guys, the and of course there's immediately gonna be an out for this, which I'll address, but. <laughs> out of these out of these eight guys, the one that I see least likely to have their shoulders pinned for a three count is Walter. Sure. And, and because of that, I almost can't see Walter being on the team that loses this match. I think I don't think that a loss hurts either squad. But I think if any single wrestler out of these eight suffers from a loss here, it would be Walter. So I think Walter has to be on the winning team because I think Walter, if if Walter himself is pinned, that's real bad for Walter. Yeah. If another member of Imperium is pinned, it still makes Walter look weak because it's like, while you're a weak leader, you can't lead your team to victory. And not only that... It, maybe personally weak because he didn't, you know, save his teammate. So as always, we're overthinking it and I'm over overthinking it. <laughs> but 
at least we're not pretending that it's at least we're not pretending that it's real. At least my approach <laughs> is about what makes sense, not about who would win in a fight. Right. Uh, and if if you're asking my father, uh, Goldberg and Ryback are the only they would be the only people to ever win wrestling matches. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to go with Imperium. All right. So as far as uh, our worlds collide head to head, head to head, we only disagree one time, and that is in the cruiserweight championship match, a fatal four way. Uh, Angel Garza holding on to it does seem very likely, but I'm just I just I would love to see the belt change hands. I would love to see uh, old Swerve, old Swerve get a belt, uh, especially with uh, Velveteen Dream being gone. It's kind of like you need you maybe you need that African American wrestler to kind of like you know shine right now i mean dream being gone might be a good thing for i keep want to say shane strickland because that's his name uh isaiah swerve scott um because he can kind of fill that gap you know what i mean does that make any sense that makes perfect sense i just i also in addition to the reasons that i gave earlier about the rumble concerning garza i also think that they were truly uh pushing um Latinos at this time, and we know that they've wanted to for a very long time. They WWE has never been able to replicate what they had with Eddie Guerrero uh, in terms of a Latino superstar on top, uh, especially during that Guerrero Mysterio uh, feuding era. Um, that was huge back in the original brand split over on SmackDown. And I think that they've been chasing that dragon ever since. And uh, right now, they're doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down even by having Andrade. Uh, we're going to talk about it when we get to the Royal Rumble, but Carrillo versus Andrade for the United States Championship. I mean, to me, if that is not indicative of some sort of agenda, right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm not making a judgment on that. I'm just making an observation that Latino versus Latino for the United States title, I mean, that seems like a political statement. And I think that in a way, uh, Garza is just, uh, he's part and parcel of that movement. Um, again, right, wrong, or indifferent. And in this instance, I'm actually going to to side with that it is a, uh, it's a valiant effort, if you will, to try and recapture that audience. Um, now, uh, it's valiant because it appears to be uh, diverse and inclusive. Uh, it appears to be focused on uh, social equity. And uh, we know that WWE's main concern is not that at all. It's financial profit. And so they're trying to profit off of a Hispanic audience. But regardless of why they're doing it, they are doing it. And that's why, as much as they may need to fill that African-American slot with someone like Isaiah Scott, that is a, yet another reason why I think Garza hangs on to it, because he gets to represent uh, a, a large uh, demographic of the WWE audience that exists and the WWE audience that is yet to exist, that they're still desperately grasping for. Sure. I can, I can get behind that for sure, but... Um... Yeah, Strickland and uh, Dream have kind of put in the same boat because they have similar builds uh, and uh, they both have like the rose-tinted you know, glasses and kind of have the same kind of coolness about them. Um, besides that, obviously Keith Lee 
NXT has invested a lot into Keith Lee over the last year, and they just gave him the North American Championship. So I, I think they're doing all right. All NXT, as far as diversity and all that stuff goes, sure. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm actually very surprised about how into Keith Lee they are. Not that I'm not. He just seems an odd choice for WWE. But they, I mean, he came in, Keith Lee, very quickly. <laughs> Keith Lee, who is not on this show, and we, we might see him in the Rumble. That That's potential. We never know. Um, Keith Lee is a guy that the fans were behind right away, and he's been around forever. And I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say that, because when I say forever, I think of like, I think of like the people who have legit been there forever, and that means like five years. Uh, oh, you mean for there forever in NXT? Yes, correct, correct. Okay. I thought you meant in wrestling, and I was going to say, you mean like uh, the Rock and Roll Express? <laughs> no, that, that that's a whole nother uh, forever. Uh, whenever WWE says like, now, then, forever, they specifically mean when they say forever, anytime the Rock and Roll Express shows up. Yeah, yes. And if they're talking about NXT now, then, and forever... They're talking about how Wesley Blake has been in NXT forever. <laughs> Correct. They, they specifically mean Wesley Blake. Uh, all right, that's it. Worlds collide head to head. Head to head. Is done. So that takes us to the big one. The big show. Not the big show. The big show before the grandest show of them all. Before WrestleMania, you must, of course, go through the Royal Rumble, and that's where we're at, folks. It's finally upon us, which means we can finally announce our 30 participants in the whole Ref and Show 4th Annual Royal Rumble Contest. 30 people were chosen out of all the entries, and we have randomly assigned them each a number between 1 and 30. Uh, Their number will represent the numbers... Of the actual participants in the Royal Rumble itself. For instance, if number five in the Men's Royal Rumble is Shinsuke Nakamura, then the contestant on our show that drew number five, that's your wrestler. If Shinsuke Nakamura goes on to win the Royal Rumble, you win the Royal Rumble contest. And of course, there is a Men's Rumble and a Women's Rumble. So, your number stays the same for each Rumble, folks. You have two chances to win. That's right, two chances to win. So you got to stay glued to the tube, uh, even though nobody, I hope nobody's watching it on a tube television. Uh, And that's not classist of me to say, uh, (laughs) because I had a tube television far longer than most people. Uh, But at this point, uh, if you have a a TV, you should not have a tube TV. Oh. Unless you're one of those, unless you're one of those weird. I only play my Sega Genesis on a tube television. Um, I don't even I, that level of authenticity uh, is bothersome. It, it's terribly millennial uh, of you if you do that. So, uh, you know, I mean, shots fired. Maybe hot takes. Uh, I'm sorry. Whoa, not whoa. sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, speaking of shots fired, Darren, you know that the Nintendo Zapper, the light gun, does not work on a flat screen TV, correct? It only works on a tube TV. It works on an old-fashioned TV. Same with the okay. Menacer and, and, and the, the, the Lethal Enforcer's gun from Sega CD. Those things only work on old TVs, Darren. And I'll be damned if you, well, sh- if you shun me because I want an old-timey TV so I can play those classic games. Well, first of all, I am not afraid to shun anyone. 
even someone that I love like yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, secondly, damn you for stealing my thunder because I was going to say the zappers are completely useless because no one's playing duck hunt uh, in 2020. But then you go and you jump straight to lethal enforcers, which not only are people probably still playing, but I would play right now if I had <laughs> tube television <laughs> and a Sega CD and a pink light gun uh, because they had to make it pink so that it didn't look like a real gun. That's ridiculous. Well, there's the blue and, one also. There, there are two. There's the blue one and the pink one. Well, of course, but I, I'm, I mean, you know, sure, sure. Unless you, unless your parents were billionaires, you, there was no way to own both the blue one and the pink one. Oh no, of course you not. Know, you only got to rent it for, you know, two minutes for fifty cents at the <laughs> arcade. This is true. This is true. Like I was saying. Uh, You've got to stay glued to the not-tube TV uh, for two different rumbles because you get uh, 60 wrestlers, two 30-person matches, and two opportunities to win. Because, yeah, if you're number six, number seven, uh, I'm sorry, you're probably not going to win. But uh, guess what? If, if you're let down in that first one, there is still the second one. So you get to get excited again. There's still hope. There's still hope. The early numbers win from time to time. I think the last couple ones, it's, it's been later numbers. But uh, you never know. And again, two chances to win. So let's get into it. Darren, let's talk about the 30 people involved in this. Our hashtag, dear listeners. Once again, we want to say thank you to everyone uh, who sent in an entry. Uh, unfortunately, only obviously only 30 spots are available for the Rumble, and that's just how it is. But we have our 30 competitors. All right, let's get right to it. I, I say that we uh, we take turns. I'll, I'll start with number one, you go with number two, so on, till we get to all 30 of our Royal Rumble. Now, this is the fourth annual. I mean, have we really been doing this this long? That's very exciting. <laughs> According to my back, we have. The the fourth <laughs> annual Royal Rumble contest, the whole rep and show fourth annual Royal Rumble contest. It's it makes me. I mean, I'm getting a little misty eyed. Um, all right, let's get right into it. So, drawing lucky number one, Dixie Milner. Number two, Tullus Beasley. No relation <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yes, no relation to Number three, Liam Peterman. Number four, Finch McCambridge. Number five, Papa Midnight himself, the great illustrator, Ben Blanton. Uh, get well soon, Papa Midnight. Number six, Sean Guarino. Sean Guarino, the New Yorker who loves Olive Garden. Just kidding, Sean. Just kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so wait, because he because he is a New Yorker, he can't like Olive Garden. Is he's, that it? No, because he's an Italian, he can't like Olive Garden. Well, sure. I mean, well, exactly. Sure. Like like any good New Yorker, it may it may be the capital of planet Earth. It may be a, a epicenter for the for the melting pot. But if you're from New York, aren't you a little bit Italian, no matter what you are? I, I suppose so. I suppose so. Number seven, Casey Lauer. Number eight, Brian Lyman. 
number nine, R.J. Martin. Oi! <laughs> number ten, Carmen Mejia Hill. Number eleven, Ryan Stewart. Number twelve, Roshan Rochester, who did win last year. Good luck, Roshan. He's looking for that 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 repeat. Number 13 was just boom, boom, boom with our repeat winners here. Number 13 uh, entering again is Jason Maxwell. Uh, Jason Maxwell, who has entered early and often. Jason Maxwell is an OG as far as the whole Ruffin Show Royal Rumble contest. Jason Maxwell at number 13. Number 14, the winner of the first annual, back then it was just the, the first contest, it wasn't an annual thing yet. Uh, Ryan Pate, number fourteen. Ryan Pate, of course. You know it's yeah. It, you know it's really funny this randomizing. How not random it can seem from time to time. Oh sure. Well, sure. thirteen, fourteen are three past winners, <laughs> uh, and it's awesome that they're in. They're, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I'm thrilled to have them all enter again. But I mean, you know. That's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Uh, number 15, Tyler Rollins. Number 16, Michael Purge. Michael Purge. Go get him. Number 17, JB the Rocker. That, of course, is friend of the show, Jameson Bennett, at number 17. Number 18, Jonas Black. He loves dogs. He loves tasty riffs, and he loves entering the Royal Rumble contest. God bless you, Jonas. God bless you, and good luck. If you're in Austin, Texas, or anywhere else, you can uh, totally get on that K911 tip and uh, rehab your dog. But modify its behavior uh, with Jonas Black, because he's good at it. And he's good at, you know, like you said, the tasty riffs, <laughs> being part of the creation of the theme song of the whole reference show. Yeah, definitely. Lest we forget. Yeah. Jonas Black at 18 at 19. Here we go. Breaking up the, the streak of past winners. Number 19, Tom Breen with a bullet. Number 20, uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show, sweet Charles Volkert, the second. Sweet, 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 Charles. The Volk. sweetest of Charles. <laughs> the sweetest of all the Charles. The sweetest of all the Charles is number twenty-one. Not another Duncan Welker. No, the one and only Duncan Welker. Welcome back to the whole Ref and Show Royal Rumble contest. Number twenty-one, Duncan Welker. Number 22, Jeb Brown. Jeb Brown. Number 22. Hide your precious metals because, well, it doesn't matter. He's going to detect them. <laughs> Number 23, Jared Hill. He was uh, he was by my side. I turned to him and I said, I'm glad you're with me, Jared Hill, at AEW Dynamite on the first day of this new decade. And I say, you draw far too much attention to yourself. Jared Underhill, another, nah. <laughs> another Lord of the Rings reference. There you go. Uh, number 24, Mark Staines. Mark Staines. Good luck. Or maybe Steines. Am I passing that correctly? S-T-A-I-N-E-S? 
Could be Steinus. Well, it it could be. Um, I don't know. Uh, am, am I am I churching this name up more than it is? Is it just? I don't know. He, he seems it, like it, a nice guy. Uh, well, sure, I'm sure he's a terribly nice guy. He's polite in 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 his entry into this. <laughs> he's terribly nice. He's horribly nice. Mark Staines, if that is your real name, you are a gentleman and a scholar, and you are number <laughs> number twenty four. You got a pretty sweet spot in this contest, number 24, Mark. Uh, All right, number 25 making his return to the Royal Rumble contest is Keith Ford. Keith Ford at number 25. Number 26, former guest of the show, or current friend of the show, Ronnie Rios. Ronnie Rios. One half of the fearsome fighting uh, hashtag demon shit tag team, the CODA. Ronnie Rios, welcome to the number 26 spot. The coveted number 26 spot. Yeah, Ronnie Rios. The multi-talented Ronnie Rios. He can beat your ass. But he's a, he's a sensitive artist as well. And he is a beautiful, beautiful man. Number 27. Not number 30, believe it or not. Not number 30. Oh, man. Can you believe it? For the first time in four years, Mike Farinelli, you're not number 30, which actually might work in your favor for once. You're number 27. The 27th entry is Mike Farinelli, who actually, if you're unaware, uh, dear listeners, Mike Farinelli randomly again the one the wonders of a an automatic number randomizer ended up in the number 30 slot three years in a row but <laughs> it was not to be this year yeah i don't think we i don't think we even noticed that until last year and it was like wait a minute uh so well done there mike number 27 hopefully that'll be your magic number uh 28 ryan kelly Ryan Kelly, friend of the show, loves to let us know when we forgot something <laughs> in one of our reports. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ryan Kelly. Now, God bless you. Appreciate you, Ryan. We love you. You know we do. Good luck to you, sir. You know, if we if we had a payroll for this show, uh, can I be on it? Put, <laughs> what? I would love to be on that payroll. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was gonna say if we had a payroll for the show, the first thing I do is pay us. Oh, but thank you, thank outside you. Outside of paying us, I think the first person I'd have to pay would be Ryan Kelly because uh, he's he, he's many things to the show. He's a he's a fact checker. Um, you know, he's quality control. Uh, you know, talk about OGs. I, you know, I mentioned earlier Jason Maxwell being an OG. Kelly. Ryan Kelly, you are you are the OGest of OGs. Oh, you said OG. And, uh, I thought you were throwing back to when I mentioned Olive Garden, talking about Sean Garino <laughs> earlier. Okay, different old gangsta. Gotcha, gotcha. Original gangsta. Original gangsta. That's right. That's I haven't used it properly in so long. I always use it for Olive Garden. I was about to say is because you're too busy using it for Olive Garden. That, that's which, what it is. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But Kelly at number twenty-eight. Uh, Excellent drawing. Excellent drawing. Number 29, though, could be more excellent. No, when you get into these 25 through 30, they all seem pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, hashtag if wrestling were real, they'd be really, really sweet. Uh, and if 
and also hashtag if wrestling were real, only Goldberg and Ryback would win matches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the world according to Pat Beasley. Yeah, not just hashtag if wrestling were real, but uh, even in you know the predetermined world of wrestling, these are sweet spots. Number twenty nine. Edgar Menares. Oh, Edgar, wherever you're doing, buddy, you're out there building communities. I know you are. I know you are. You know, Edgar Menares. I can't help but I don't. I don't know Edgar Menares, but looking at his name, uh, I would definitely, if I were good friends with him, I would have to refer to him as Eddie Money, right? Eddie Money. Oh wow. No, I haven't. Uh, that might have to be the thing I do for now on. I'll have to. I'll have to hit him up. Which by, which, by the way, which, by the way, R.I.P. Eddie Money, who recently passed away. Why would you bring that up, Darren? I think that, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think it's that recent. It's been a while. It's been like a month, maybe, right? A month, maybe. Uh, okay, Ryan Kelly, fact check that, please. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like this just happened. Okay. Well, anyway, that Edgar. Just happened a year ago. Edgar, uh, 29th spot, pretty good, pretty good. But not as good as the coveted number 30 slot, which goes to friend of the show, former guest of the show, and because of him, now some complete asshole up, up in Canada hates us. John Breen! Welcome to number 30, John Breen. And of course, the asshole that I'm referencing is Paul Lazenby. <laughs> Paul the Mauler Lazenby. Yeah, I'd like, he can, I'll give him something to maul. Oh no, oh no. I don't need that. Well, I mean, of course I would say that sort of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. I Absolutely, mean, yeah. For those of you who don't know, just know that that's where that comes Remember, please do recall that that's where that comes from. Paul Lazenby called me the incredible badass <laughs> that is Darren Beasley. And you might be thinking, like, oh, because he lives all the way in Canada, Darren's going to run his mouth. No, no, I'll remind you, folks, we had an entire segment where Darren ran down the wrestler Glacier, and Glacier lives in the same postal zip code as Darren Beasley. So I don't want to hear that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to hear it. You, you want to know why I, I do that and why I can do that? Because you're, you're telling it like it is? Yeah, because I am one half of the only wrestling podcast <laughs> that calls it right down the middle. That's number one. Number two, no, no, the you, truth? You, you're going to confuse people. You're, you're thinking we're going to reassign the numbers right now. <laughs> number two, uh, the truth is not, in fact, a terroristic threat. And number three, I mean, I am the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. Sure, so sure. I, I, I say what I want. I do what I want. And... Of all the things in the world I am scared of, Paul the Mauler and Glacier are not among them. You know why? Because they are not uh, brown recluse spiders. Uh, they are not. They are not drowning, um, and they are not. Uh, you know, existential dread. They're just assholes. And you know what? I'm not afraid of an asshole. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And there you have it. 
the 30 contestants in the Royal Rumble Contest. Fourth annual, baby. Fourth annual Royal Rumble Contest. And again, folks, that is for the Men's Royal Rumble and the Women's Royal Rumble. So pay extra close attention. Pay double the attention, folks. And uh, you could once again join the Hall of Fame with our first annual winner, Ryan Pate, our second annual winner, Tom Breen, and the third annual winners for the men and women, Rashawn Rochester and Jason Maxwell. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. With that, though, Darren and I must go head-to-head for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself. Sunday, the 26th of January, 2020, the 33rd installment of the Royal Rumble is upon us. WWE's greatest, not the greatest Royal Rumble, I shouldn't say that, but (laughs) the greatest of Battle Royals, the annual Royal Rumble match, uh, the creation of Pat Patterson, as legend has it. Uh, it is the most distinct battle royale or battle royal that pro wrestling has ever given the world. And if, if Pat Patterson gave it to us, and that is an incredible gift that he gave us and 33 years. I mean, I know that when we say WrestleMania, uh, I'm always very, very uh, intent on saying what number WrestleMania it is. But at the same time, the numbers, in a way, have stopped meaning anything. So when you have an event that doesn't have a number, but then you realize how many there have been, suddenly you're like, holy shit. 33 Royal Rumbles? I mean, that's a lot. Uh, And that's exciting. As a historian, the more times an event has taken place, the bigger the number before the word annual, the better. I love that. And when... Like a restaurant or a brand says established, and you have the year. I always love it if it's like 1878. I hate when it's like a restaurant. It's got the established, and it's like 1999. Oh, sure, sure. Hide this until it's it's actually useful information. I don't want to eat at a restaurant that's only been open for 21 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's that's the mindset. Uh, yeah, well, this is the 33rd, uh, 33rd Royal Rumble. If you throw in uh, Greatest Royal Rumble, which it kind of hurts me to do it, but uh, well, with just 33 and there being 30 men in every Rumble, that means 990 people uh, have uh, have gone over the top rope, more or less. Um, and if you count the women, then that obviously breaks the 1,000 barrier. So that's a lot of that's a lot of bodies being thrown over that top rope. Well, you know, so you said 990 if you throw in the Greatest Royal Rumble? No, if you just take the 30, like, counting this, the 33rd one, times 30, 30 men in the Rumble, that's 990. So not including the Greatest Royal Rumble? Not including that. So with that, that obviously breaks the uh, the 1,000 barrier. But there was one year where the Royal Rumble had 40. So True. is it exactly a thousand? Oh, whoa, could be. Oh man, that sounds like something that Ryan Kelly should fact check. <laughs> uh, uh, or giving him a lot it. of homework. Giving a lot of homework there, dude. We could we could do 
we could actually prepare for the show. Uh, one well, day. well, you can't, you ah. can't, well, you can't count the rumble, the '98 rumble, where either Skull or Eight Ball just no showed, so like it counted down and no one came out. Uh, anyway, uh, so folks, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's uh, so it's it's Sunday the twenty sixth. Uh, it, it is literally upon us. When you're listening to this, I mean, here we are. We're we're, we're right here, uh, and. If you're right here at the Rumble, if you're attending the Rumble, that means you're in Houston, Texas at Minute Maid Park. And what is a Minute Maid? I mean, I know what the brand is, but what is a Minute Maid? I think uh, it was, is it, wait, it, it's juice, obviously, but is it because it's made so quickly, like Minute Maid? Is that why it's called that? No, it's because no, it's, it's M-A-I-D, like Oh, like an actual, like a chambermaid, like like a housekeeper. Right. That I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> there's another, that, that, there's another research topic need to look into. Minute Maid. I know that Minute Maid today is like the only Minute Maid I'm really aware of. You get like, like lemonade and cans and stuff. But do you remember when we were kids, Minute Maid was like almost exclusively just orange juice? Yeah, yeah, sure. And it came in a black container yeah 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 how weird was that who said i think we should put our orange juice in all black containers i mean that is fucking metal because it's the only it was the only black container in that freezer probably so it stood out and with the other juices they're like hey white and yellow it's like black uh so obviously you want to go for the the black juice uh right I mean, I did. My grandmother did. There was always a, uh, a half gallon or what is it, a quart. I don't know. The black container, the black paper container, which you don't want to put your mouth on the paper because it corrupts the beverage. So you got to pour it into a glass. Don't drink straight out of the. That's why I never drank milk at school uh, as a child. You missed out, Darren. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So Houston, Texas, Minute Maid Park, the Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, and it's time for you and me, Perry, to go head-to-head. Head-to-head. Now, of course, this one's got uh, more possibility for us disagreeing. Obviously, there are six matches, but the Rumbles themselves, uh, it's going to be rare that we actually pick the same person for that. So let's get right into it. With Shorty G. Uh AKA you know, when you when you when you say Shorty G, it makes me not want to get right into it. <laughs> I was writing down the matches, and the first one was Shorty G. After I just written down the entire Worlds Collide show, which looks amazing, I was like, okay, now here's everything wrong with WWE in one match. Uh, Shorty G, aka Chad Gable, taking on Sheamus. Sheamus had been gone for a little while. Now he's back in a singles, in a singles kind of way. I don't want this match. I don't. I don't want to exist. I like Sheamus being back. I like Sheamus very much. Sheamus. Uh, it's almost like they're erasing the bar. He went back to his old hair. He went back to his old beard. He went back to his old gear. Uh, he's just Sheamus again, and uh, and that's cool. But you're gonna bring him back against Shorty G. I mean, I, I'm sitting here trying to think. Of how to compare Shorty G. Shorty G as a gimmick. I mean, the more you God say it, the less it means anything. Shorty G, the Shorty G 
when you're shorty G, it's like and now it just sounds like blah 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 blah. It's like it's like what, what dogs must hear when when humans talk to them. <laughs> that's that's what his name starts to sound like. Uh, didn't didn't the Simpsons yes! before that with yes! Samus Little Helper? Yes, exactly. I was gonna go into that, but I was like, he might not know what that is. But yes, when it goes to Santa's Little Helper. Uh, point of view of when the when the Simpsons are talking to him. That's exactly what Shorty G sounds like, Darren. Yes, and no one wants this match. They had to give them something to do, I guess. And now this is what we're stuck with. The problem with Shorty G is not Chad Gable. The problem with Shorty G is Shorty G. That is it's the worst ever. It's the worst. I'm really. I'm like. I'm trying to throw other things through my mind and i'm like okay like beaver cleavage that's pretty bad and uh kerwin white that's pretty bad i think the ultimate problem with shorty g is we're acting like there aren't even shorter wrestlers on the roster like you have the you have the balls to call uh steve austin the toughest sob when mick foley is falling off of cages and uh, getting whacked over the head with two by fours wrapped in uh, wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, you're you're calling Chad Gable Shorty G, even though five foot nothing of Rey Mysterio is lurking around, uh, talking talking in a weird voice like he's some sort of D and D dungeon master. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, what you know? You know what's going to happen with Andrade, man. I don't know. My my son thinks I should retire. I don't know. Like it's it's. I don't know what that voice is, but it's the worst. Well, uh, apparently you do. You apparently that voice is the voice of a dungeon master. How <laughs> the voice of a dungeon master? You enter the crypt and there's you feel the dragon's breath on your back. <laughs> you turn around. Oh, it's Ultimo Dragon. He hits you with the corkscrew plancha. Oh my god! Uh, now you have to make a saving throw. Roll the twenty-sided die. He's <laughs> I, I, I want to make, make your save against a corkscrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You tore your scrotum. Move back five spaces. Uh, now I'm getting oh, my. No. Now I'm getting my games Angel mixed Garza, up. Angel Garza says hashtag. Too soon. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Angel Garza came out of that scroll. No, no, I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm well aware, Darren. Uh, so Shorty G versus Sheamus. If Sheamus doesn't stomp, if if a returning Sheamus wants to be uh, to be looked at as a credible threat, he's going to stomp Shorty G, uh, Chad Gable into the ground. So Sheamus for the win. Yeah, totally. If Sheamus can beat a totally legitimate and reigning world champion, Daniel Bryan, in one second at WrestleMania 28, if he doesn't end the career, or the gimmick at least, of Shorty G, then I will lose all hope. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Moving on, we've got a Falls Count Anywhere match between King Baron Corbin. He can't be a king and a baron. He can't be one or the other. Actually, you can. You know, William of Orange was oh, a was a uh, a prince of the Netherlands and a duke uh, of France. Well, I stand corrected, Darren. Damn. Uh, so King Baron Corbin, apparently you can pull double duty. 
you can double dip. We might see some double dipping on this side of Royal Rumble. Uh, don't, then, you don't even start. Don't even... Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Baron Corbin slash King Corbin taking on Roman Reigns. Again, falls count anywhere match. Darren, what do you think? They're pushing I... this. They're, they're seriously pushing this. And I don't think they know what to do with Roman Reigns anymore. Um, but uh, they seem to be pushing Corbin. So I'm going to say Corbin. Really? Yes. And I'll tell you why at another time, Darren. Um, is there another time that's more appropriate than right now? Yes, I'll tell you at another time. But I'm going to go with King Corbin. Obviously, you're going Roman Reigns, yes? I'm going Roman Reigns because, to me, law. Uh, you can King Corbin is a regular Teflon Mike. Uh, nothing <laughs> sticks to him. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, so lo- and that includes losses. Whereas Roman Reigns... We know that they, uh, I think the WWE is allergic to Roman Reigns losing. Uh, despite them, I think you're absolutely right. They don't know what to do with him, but they do know they don't ever want him to lose. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. At false count anywhere, obviously King Corbin is the heel, and a false count anywhere match always favors the heel because they are inclined to do more regularly illegal things because they're sanctioned in this match. Sure. Uh, I just don't see Reigns losing it. Not at the Royal Rumble. It has so Rumble is like Mania and SummerSlam. It has so many extra eyes on it. Do they want... Because uh, I like Corbin. Most people hate Corbin. And then the general audience and certainly outsiders don't know who the hell he is. Whereas Roman Reigns is starting to get some like mainstream awareness. I don't think they want to put Reigns. I don't think they want to put Reigns down here. So yeah, I'm going with Reigns. All right. Well, we disagree for the first time on this head to head. Head to head. I'm going with King Corbin. You're going Roman Reigns. Uh, takes us into a U.S. title match. Andrade, who just won the belt from the Dungeon Master Rey Mysterio, uh, taking <laughs> <laughs> taking on Humberto Carrillo. Uh, and this should be a good match. Roberto Carrillo, I remember seeing him at a that NXT house show that we last went to, and I thought, man, this guy is way better than than he has any business being. And uh, he got on TV pretty quick. And obviously, uh, he's he's in this he's in the Raw uh, U.S. title picture right now. So they're they're really uh they're really looking toward this guy. They are, and I know I'm not going to say too much more about this because I already mentioned how this uh, that. For better or for worse, uh, for inclusion or for profit, uh, this is a, a grab toward the Latino audience. But yeah, there's something weird. There's another. There's an intang- you know, uh, an intangible there with Carrillo and my feelings about him that have everything to do with what you just said. He got on TV so fast, and it in a strange way. It's like not not the way that. Kevin Owens did because he had uh, like a huge indie cachet, but just Carrillo was on NXT and he was a big deal. And then he's on the main roster and he's a big deal. And yet they're not making a big deal. He's just there. Like he is a big deal. Like he's, it's like he's established without ever having been established. Yeah. So that's weird. I think, I think, 
no, you know what? Kuriyo wins this match. Oh, snap. I'm going to go with Kuriyo. What about you? Uh, I think he's just the linchpin that keeps Andrade and Rey Mysterio together. Because I think the story is more about Rey having to get his belt back from Andrade in the end of it. So you're setting up a WrestleMania thing here. I think this is just the stop. This is one of the last stops to WrestleMania. So I think Andrade is going to hold on to it. So you're going with Humberto. I'm going with Andrade. We disagree once again, Darren. This should be interesting. What if Carrillo wins the belt here and then it creates uh, a more, an even more chaotic situation that ends up with a triple threat? Oh, there you with go. Andrade, Mysterio, and Carrillo, which talk about a Latino blowout on the grandest stage of them all. Well, I mean, uh, that, that sounds like a very good match, uh, actually, but you can still have it even if Andrade holds on to it. And now, now you have two faces coming for it. So it kind of makes more sense for Andrade to still have it and for him, to, the, the need for him to lose it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, no, I'm not going to change my pick. That's still, I'm going to stick with Korea. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. The SmackDown Live Women's Championship is on the line as Bailey takes on Lacey Evans, the sassy Southern Belle Lacey Evans, who. Zero to 60, she's a regular muscle car. Um, Lacey Evans' career, she she Wesley Blaked her way around NXT for a while, but uh, <laughs> ever since hitting Raw and SmackDown, she has been uh, pushed very, very heavily. Bailey, on the other hand, uh, struggles for relevance. Um, she got a haircut, Darren. She got a haircut. That's all the character adjustment she needed. You know, far better than that haircut is is the uh, like uh, the Cleopatra esque uh, eye makeup that she wears from time to time. That's a good look. Now that is a wise aesthetic alteration to Bailey. Um, wrestling wise, Bailey is she. Is, I mean, she's meat and potatoes. Um. And that's fine. Everybody likes meat and potatoes, except for vegans and except for people that are carb counting. But, uh, you know, meat and potatoes is just fine. Um, if it were 50 years ago. Uh, boy, I, you know, I, 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 I was bordering on being classist earlier. Now I'm bordering on being ageist. Um, <laughs> what is, I'm getting old fast, aren't I? Well, some viewers would say so, that this is getting old fast. I'm kidding, Darren. I love you. Uh, I think you're dancing around the answer here because I don't think you want to give me an answer. Uh, but if my answer is uh, good to go, I think Lacey Evans walks away with his title belt. I think this is, one of the, this is one of the few title belts we see change hands at this show. And I think this is the one. They're grooming her, man. They are grooming her. You know, I think you're right, and I think on the road to WrestleMania, Bailey has been there before, and I don't think that they absolutely love Bailey. But like you said, grooming the hell out of Lacey Evans means they love Lacey Evans. So if they put if they plaster her all over the sides of their trucks and the posters all over Tampa, it would mean all the more if they could say, "Well, she's the champion." Of course, that's why we're doing it, not just because. 
Vince likes, you know, blondes, but because she's the champion. So with that rationale, I'm going to go with Lacey Evans as well. There you go. There you go. More ladies action coming up after that women's raw championship belt up for grabs. Becky Lynch, the man is your champion taking on Oscar. Uh, Oscar is the one opponent she has been unable to defeat. In fact, last year, uh, Oscar made Becky Lynch tap, and then Becky went on to actually win the Royal Rumble. Uh, but uh, I guess that's always been kind of lingering. Like you know, you never actually beat Oscar before. But I do think this is when they finally put Becky Lynch over on Oscar. Uh, so I, I do think Becky Lynch is going to win. As much as I like, I like Oscar better. Um, and I wish this wouldn't happen. I, I think Becky Lynch is going to go over on Oscar. So I completely agree. I think the man Becky Lynch wins this match. I love Oscar, but I love Becky Lynch that much more. So not only do I think that's who's going to win, that's who I want to win. Uh, no disrespect to Oscar. She's a great wrestler. One of my favorites. Just less, less so than Becky. Uh, also, Becky, to me, this is not the time to take the belt off of her. She's absolutely the hottest female in the company right now. Um, internally, and uh, in the absence of Ronda Rousey, I think Becky makes the largest impact. You know, not to mention that uh, being a couple with Seth Rollins, uh, and of course, the the attachment of high profile wrestlers like that to John Cena, you know, they're walking red carpets that have nothing to do with WWE, just because they're just celebrities in their own right now. And uh, it's amazing to see Becky in that role. Man, she she steps like she steps right into it. If it, if you know, it's a perfect fit for her. She she's ready for her close up. Uh, and leading to WrestleMania, not going to take the belt. Well, again, again, that's another reason why I think Lacey Evans will win the belt because Becky probably keeping hers going into Mania. So, so sometimes you got to look forward to other matches and see what the the booking looks like down the road to kind of make your choices when it comes to head to head. Head to head, and this is one of those cases because I'm pretty sure again Becky Lynch going over on Oscar. And uh, again, Lacey Evans going over on Bailey, and that's uh, about it, except for the Universal Title match, which is a strap match. <laughs> we all love strap matches. No, we don't. Uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt is taking on Daniel Bryan, and I don't care at all. What do you think, Darren? Oh, I care very much. I, I really... go the opposite. Oh, okay. These are two of my favorite wrestlers, oh, wow. um, hands down. I, I've always been a fan of Daniel Bryan. Well, for that matter, I've always been a fan of Bray Wyatt. Um, I guess I've just been a fan of Daniel Bryan longer. Um, my, my, by, by the way, my appreciation of Bray Wyatt does not extend back to Husky Harris, but, uh, from the moment he first put on that Hawaiian shirt and that uh, cheap fedora in NXT and started channeling Waylon Mercy and uh, Cape Fear and all that sort of thing, all the way to today with the Firefly Funhouse, I'm way on board, very much 
in support. Very big fan uh, of Bray Wyatt. Now, now better known as The Fiend. Um, so I'm excited about this match. I'm excited about it being a strap match. Now, let me ask you this. Is it a strap match? Like, is it strap match rules? They got to touch all four turnbuckles. Is that what it is? Or is it just, they're tied together, pinfall or submission? I'm actually not sure. Uh, in a real strap match, those are the rules. But I, I think it's going to be more so just, we're just you can't get away from each other. You got to fight. You got to <laughs> fight. Get out there and fit. I love, I love how we both resort to that exact voice when we talk about just like, when we want to describe a straight up fight. <laughs> That's exactly the go-to for both of us. Sure. Not like we plan it, you know. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, now you don't even have to worry about them fast rules. Ain't going to be nothing on a pole. Ain't going to be no time clock. It's just going to be a fight. Well, I think when you and I think of, like, fights in wrestling, like like a legitimate fight, it's like old school NWA, WCW, like, you know what? Free birds are going to come out there. We're just going to fight. Ain't going to be no wrestling. It's going to be a, you and me, it's going to be a fight. So, I mean, I think that's why. It's going to be a fight. (laughs) (laughs) F-A-H-T. Which, by the way, every time there, every time back then that there was a street fight, They always, it was so funny to me, they put on like a sleeveless t-shirt, tuck it into uh, acid wash jeans with no belt <laughs> with, that were painted on. With, with white boots and, and, the, and the, the, the pant legs were tucked into the boots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the wrestling knee pads pulled over the boots, over the pants. <laughs> And then, if you had a mullet, you would win the match. And also, if you had a mullet, if you had a mullet, and that's what you were wearing, you were Ricky Morton. Yes, so. yeah. I was like, you're describing Ricky Morton to me, Darren. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Current NWA, currently one half of the NWA Tag Team Champions of the World. Yeah, don't that. That's that's still good. Okay. So if you want to go go to YouTube, look up NWA Power, and you might be able to see a fight. <laughs> see a real fight, little like. Forget Conor McGregor. If you want to see a real fight, if you want to go to Lafayette. Um... <laughs> so who do you think is going to win? The Fiend and uh, Daniel Bryan. You must be seeing a rock and a hard place if they're your two favorite wrestlers. Not my not my very two favorite, two of my favorites. Oh, okay. That okay. Because I, I, I went with the fiend retaining. Right, you can't lose it going into yeah. Mania. Bray Wyatt has to lose at Mania. That's what happens historically whenever he has the belt going into Mania. Well, I don't see if Brian were to win on this night, he would have to lose before Mania because I just don't see WWE going into Mania with Daniel Bryan as the champion. And they're not going to have him win it and lose it and then start a new reign going into Mania. Also, all again, going back to the merchandising, but guess what? You can read WWE marketing the way that uh, a medium can read tea leaves. And if Bray Wyatt is the focus of all this Tampa Bay WrestleMania brouhaha, 
that says to me he's by God going to be the champion. And so if he is, then two months out, he's not going to lose the championship. Sure. So, yeah, The Fiend for the win. Yep. I'm going with The Fiend as well. And that's it for the singles matches, Darren. That takes us right into, oh, wow, no uh, no tag team matches. Maybe in the um, maybe in the kickoff show we'll get some some tag team action. Uh, but I guess you got to save everyone up for that Royal Rumble because we got the Women's Royal Rumble. Women's Royal Rumble, Darren. And the men's, but first we're going to discuss the Women's Royal Rumble. So uh, might be some, there's a lot of rumors going around with both Rumbles, uh, which obviously they're only rumors right now. Uh, one of the bigger rumors, no pun intended, <laughs> is a returning Nia Jax. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> She's a large combatant, folks. She's a large combatant. Um, Nia Jax may be coming back on the Rumble. Ruby Riot, someone I'm actually looking forward to coming back, uh, might be coming back on the Rumble as well. Uh, beyond that, I, mean, I don't, I don't, man. If they pull a bunch of the NXT ladies, which they have to, they're probably gonna do that anyway. Uh, into this, it could be really, really cool to see them show up. A lot of people are saying Shayna Baszler, if she shows up, she has a shot at winning the Rumble, which is pretty, pretty amazing uh, to think about. I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see them pulling the trigger on that. If I had to guess who was gonna win, I, I would assume it would be either Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks. To be honest with you, in which case I think they're finally gonna let Sasha Banks win the Rumble. So I'm gonna go with Sasha Banks as my pick. Okay. It's not the most um, fun. It's not the most thrilling. It's not the most exciting. But also, if the women's Rumble goes on last, that might tend to put like you know that might stack the deck a bit more and have more surprises. You know, it might end in a big shocking way. But if it's just the women's Rumble. It just happens like a rumble, no huge, shocking grand finale. I do think Sasha Banks will just win. Okay. Well, I think that because so few women have been announced for the rumble, that in in a way, this is guaranteed to have more surprises, even if they're not shocking, even if they're not returns um, or debuts, it will be technically more surprising because Almost everybody's going to be a surprise. But I hope there's a lot of NXT presence here. Um, you know, they're really pushing Bianca Belair these days. They're really pushing Dakota Kai these days. Um, we've seen both of them before in the women's battle royal at WrestleMania. Um, but uh, I think that if you have Baszler in this match, the the, the growing tension between Baszler and... And Blackheart, I think this is a good time. And boy, you want to talk about zero to 60 in half a second. Um, if Shotzi Blackheart were in the Royal Rumble, that would be incredible. That'd be crazy, yeah. I don't think it's out of the question. Sure. So, uh, especially when you don't, you know, it, it's not like, oh, there's a precious few three or four spots for surprises. This one's wide open. They got to fill 30 slots. And while they have plenty of women to do it with, not announcing a bunch of them beforehand, you know, it's out of character for WWE, but I prefer it. I don't like those years where they announce, like, they announce all but, like, two people. Because then, you know, where's that element of surprise? Sure. Where does that leave speculation? Speculation's half the fun. Uh, you know, the idea that Shayna is going to be there, that she could win the whole thing, as some people believe. Shotzi Blackheart, the possibility... 
I'm 100% with you that a returning Ruby Riot would be amazing. Nia Jack's possibility, possibility of Ronda Rousey making her return in the Royal Rumble. There's there's a lot of possibility here. It makes it almost impossible for me to pick uh, a winner. That's why I, I went. Yeah. That's why I went with the safe bet. I just went with Sasha Banks. I was like, ah. And then what? Sasha goes for Bailey. Yeah. Finally get. Oh, but but that's but not if Lacey not if we're right and Lacey Evans takes the belt off of Bailey. It's true. That's true, actually. But I mean, Sasha and Lacey Evans is something we haven't seen to death. So it, that could that's a that's a good match. Sure. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, but again, that's one of those things where okay, one thing has to happen first for that to happen for that to make sense. But yeah, again, you have to you have to strategize and plan ahead, folks. Again, I'm going safety. I'm going Sasha Banks. I don't know that you could have. I don't know that you could have Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. And I'm thinking of the two, Rousey would be out of the blue. Baszler, not wrestling the night before. I'm going to go with Baszler. Ooh. Now that is not a safe bet at all. But um, that's, that's my choice. Right. Shayna Baszler to win the Women's Royal Rumble. And then... That way, in the absence of Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, which is likely, uh, we'll have that that MMA presence. Sure. And may, oh, there you go. You you could throw Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir into the Rumble as well, and have them kind of help Shayna. Is that their their introduction to WWE audience? Like, who who are these girls? And they're, they're yeah. not here to wrestle. Here for fat. There's Ricky Martin. Yeah. Ricky Martin's in the Rumble. He's here for five. Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin's in the Women's Royal Rumble match. <laughs> he's got the long hair, Darren. But he's here for a five. He, he don't care. He's for five. All right. Well, that's, uh, those are picks for the Women's Rumble. The Sasha Banks for me and Shanna Baszler for you, Darren. Your choice, obviously. Uh, will pay off better, I think. Again, because my choice is just a safe bet. A safe bet. Men's Rumble, also full of speculation. People are talking about a potentially returning edge. People are talking about, well, Brock Lesnar is in this thing, so it, it makes a lot of sense if Cain Velasquez shows up and takes out Lesnar. Uh, does that mean they let him win the Rumble so he can officially challenge Lesnar so we have that match at WrestleMania? Wrestling knowledge dict- or wrestling psychology dictates that, but uh, I don't think they're going to let him win the Rumble going into WrestleMania. Like that's like, all right, the guy just showed up. They'll be like, oh, you have a window, and why shouldn't you? You've been here ten minutes. <laughs> I I agree with that. I would never book that. Oh, who am I kidding? I would definitely book that because <laughs> that because that would actually be so unexpected. But because of that, I don't think they would book it. <laughs> sure. So um, another potentially uh, interesting outside, like outside, outside um, surprise might be Tyson Fury. Yeah. Return to WWE ring. Now, 
uh, in less than a month, he has his rematch with Deontay Wilder uh, for all the boxing world's marbles. And so is Fury going to risk possible injury uh, less than a month away from what is, you know, is his bread and butter and is his mega payday? Um, not, that Vince, not that Vince McMahon's afraid of throwing around a lot of money, but I, he's not going to match the, the purses available to Fury in the boxing ring. They're very um, nice purses. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> I don't know. But Tyson Fury, he could make an appearance. Uh, I think it would be I think it would be great. And uh, I don't know that Tyson Fury is the type who thinks about things uh, uh, as he should. So he not be he might not be that worried about his boxing match because he has uh, you know, an opportunity to make a splash uh, in, a, in in sports entertainment, as it were. Edge is a big deal. Edge returning is a big deal. You don't have to like Edge to understand. That, oh, good. <laughs> that that is a big deal. One because he's retired. Two, he's in the Hall of Fame, and apparently, from what I understand, he's either not going to return at all, or he's returning. While maybe not to like wrestling every Monday, well, he's like returning to wrestle. It's not just a, he's not going to come out, you know, in a t shirt and jeans and walk to the ring and then, you know, like back scratch a couple people and then take a really soft bump out. I, I think he's going to, if he appears, it's like a comeback, which, and, and like I said, that's a big deal because he's a, he's already a Hall of Famer. Um, and not to mention the physical risk associated with the fact that he would be coming back, you know. Uh, CM Punk, um, that's the one everybody wants. He's not under a WWE contract. He, he's essentially a commentator for Fox Sports. Uh, now, was Drew Carey under a contract when he entered the Royal Rumble? No, he was not. <laughs> so they could definitely sign CM Punk to a one-night deal. Is that the type of thing that would attract somebody like CM Punk? Um, you know, CM Punk is an enigma. He really, truly is. Um, not on screen, but off screen. You don't know what he wants. You don't know what truly motivates CM Punk. And um, I don't know. I think a Rumble appearance is the sort of thing that might excite Phil Jiu-Jitsu Brooks uh, into making that, that, that appearance. So... I don't know. Here's a, a one that's interesting to me. Um, and actually, I haven't read this anywhere. I'm not sure about this. This is pure speculation on my part. Minute Maid Park, Houston, Texas. There is a Hall of Famer who lives in Houston, Texas, who has a wrestling school in Houston, Texas, who is rumored to be returning soon to wrestle in a tag team match. Booker T., could we see Booker T enter the Royal Rumble? Hell, he entered as a surprise entrant like 10 years ago. I think he could do it again. Guess who else lives in Houston? The Undertaker. And The Undertaker has been off WWE TV for a while. The Undertaker probably wants a WrestleMania match. What better um, reintroduction than the Royal Rumble? Yeah, but when it comes to Taker, you typically have him mention, like, he, he's he's become the Babe Ruth of wrestling, where it's like, I'm gonna be doing this thing, so 
You know, because it's like, oh, Taker's going to be on Raw. Everyone tune in for Taker. we got to get, like, a, like half a percent more ratings, you know, because Taker, everyone has to know Taker's going to be there to be like, oh, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it ain't going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a fat. It's going to be a fat. Ricky Martin, I never forgot what was due you, boy. It's a fat. I'm going to get yeah. into my Kia Fiat. And I'm gonna drive to the Royal Rumble. So wait a minute. Is so now Ricky Morton's gonna be in both Royal Rumbles? He's gonna be in both Rumbles, yeah, and he's gonna drive a Fiat. Is, is your <laughs> He's gonna is, drive a Fiat. Because it he's sounds like fun. Drive a Fiat. <laughs> uh, it's getting it's getting late. Uh, okay. Uh, um so Rick, I, I don't I don't think we'll see I don't think we'll see Taker, is my my thing. I I think we might. Okay. Because I'm with you 110%. That that's you're you're right. He call he's like Babe Ruth. He calls his shots these days. So, in what has to be the waning years of his career, aren't we aren't we owed one more big surprise? Oh goodness gracious! He'll never so, retire, Darren. Never retire. Who, who's your pick? Who's your pick, Ricky Morton? Ricky Morton is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble, yes. Uh, no. Again, I'm playing it safe. Because I don't know, Darren. I'm going to go with the loser of the False Count Anywhere match, Roman Reigns. I think this is where you sneak in Roman Reigns. People don't hate him yet. <laughs> you need someone to come in and be on the marquee for Mania. I think this is when Roman Reigns comes in and wins the Rumble. Oh, man. How anticlimactic. I know. That's why I picked it that way. And also double dipping. But like Kane, and- like he pushes Kane and Brock who are feuding out the ring together. They fall over together and he's last man standing. Like I could totally see something like that happening. So that's my pick. Well, we know for sure that it won't be Aleister Black or... Buddy Murphy or, yeah, Otis or Tucker or Ricochet. No, none of them. But what about, uh, you know, what about Kofi? Does Kofi get his his (laughs) come up? No, Darren. No, no. No, um, I don't think Kofi's ever going to be champion again. But I I mentioned something to you before we recorded that I thought it'd be kind of cool if, like, by some weird happenstance, Big E won the Rumble. And he went on to face Brock Lesnar because that's a credible threat. Big E is not a little guy. And so he kind of wants to get some revenge for Kofi Kingston. And also, I would actually love to see Big E have the belt for a little while. Because I've always said he looks like he could be a world champion or heavyweight champion. So anyway, that's fantasy booking. If you could take the smile off his face and the pancakes out of his damn hands. Yeah, I agree with that. uh, Then... He absolutely would be not just my pick, but my choice to win the Rumble, to face Lesnar, and to have a straight-up fight. Okay, now now I want to see a triple. Match. I want to see a triple threat match. Yes, between Big E, Ricky Morton, and the Undertaker. The Undertaker. I was Brock Lesnar. Oh, fine, it's fine. Fatal four way. Fatal four way. Because he's a fat. He's a fat. Oh my god, we got off the rails. I, I can I can hear Big E's eyes rolling at that just at that prospect. 
Well, he just mentioned how if he had a dream match, he was actually my friend sent me a clip of an interview. Uh, he was on some show. They asked him, who is your dream opponent? And he said, Goldberg. And like, it was a big joke. And they were all laughing because he was like, ain't going to be no 30 minute instant classic. It's going to be two giant men with giant muscles just flopping around. And like, they're laughing for a straight two minutes at his answer. And it is, it is so funny. But you can tell he's he's legit. Like, yeah, he would fight Goldberg if he could fight anyone, just because two two big hosses, not wrestling, near in a fight. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so I got so I got Roman Reigns. Who do you have? Shorty G. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, that how could that how could that ever happen in a world? Um, Boy, this is this is super unsexy. This is this is black socks with sandals at the at the pool. But I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. Oh, oh! Have, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've ever picked the same person for the Royal Rumble, have we? Uh, I'm not going to answer that because I don't know for sure. And old fact checker Ryan Kelly might jump in and go, "Well, actually, gentlemen." Um, yeah, I think Roman Reigns is kind of the safe bet. The only other thing that might be upsetting and shocking, what if Lesnar, who is already champion, won the Rumble? So basically there is no number one contender. So basically like they can just make something up going into, uh, going into Mania. But at the same time, just that, that way they don't have to win the Rumble also. I don't know that that's really confusing, but I can see them doing something like that at the same time. Oh, I can see them there. Because you, you, you fear, you're, oh man, it only happens once a year. Can you have a throwaway rumble? Well, when there's been 33 of them, sure, you can have a couple of throws, throwaways. They certainly had a throwaway the year Vince McMahon won. Sure, like, absolutely. That, that was nauseating. And that was 20 years ago. So, like, <laughs> I mean, more than 20 years ago. So, there weren't 33 rumbles. They were still kind of precious and they did it then, they might do it now. So Brock Lesnar might be just as safe a bet as Roman Reigns. Yeah, but I'm going to go with Roman just because, I don't know, what in doubt, go with Roman, I guess. Well, that's it. <laughs> that is it for our head-to-head. Head-to-head. And we certainly had a difference of opinion, but uh, it should be interesting. I mean, it should be an interesting, <laughs> I want to say a good show. It'll be an interesting show, and the Rumbles will be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Again, Worlds Collide should be a lot of fun, a lot of good wrestling. And uh, it'll be it'll be a balanced weekend. You'll get the complete garbage of Royal Rumble. <laughs> Horrible booking. Wow. Uh, but you'll, you'll get the, the good wrestling from Worlds Collide. So that, that's how it works, folks. And... Um, that is it for the Royal Rumble, and uh, again, Royal Rumble contest, uh, folks, participants, good luck to everyone. It's going to be a lot more fun to watch the Rumble, knowing that we've got uh, our hashtag to your listeners involved somehow. Uh, looking forward to keeping track of who's who, and we can't wait to talk about that on the next episode as well. I'm very excited to talk about that, um, and uh, I'm just excited about this weekend. I it's the it's the best time of the year for for wrestling. Um, you start off the year with Wrestle Kingdom out of New Japan, and then it's the Royal Rumble, which I know we run it into the ground. We run in a lot of WWE booking into the ground. There is always the spectacle of the Rumble match, and it's exciting. And it's the kickoff on the road to WrestleMania. And WrestleMania 
by God, it is all, it will always be dear to my heart. And so this is a great time. Just be just operating at this time is exciting to me. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we we say negative things about WWE, but uh, it's still it's still fun. It's the Royal Rumble. It is what it is. I'm looking forward to it, ladies and gentlemen. Are you looking forward to it? Let us know. There are a lot of ways you can let us know. Find us on Twitter at Ref and Show Podcast. That's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook, like and share. We would appreciate that. If you wanna, you can send us a Gmail at the whole reference show at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com or Find us on Instagram. A lot of you follow us on Instagram, uh, and that's awesome. We got a, a lot of you joined the Royal Rumble contest through Instagram. So we appreciate that. We love the likes. Uh, you know, do what you can. Throw up a picture of us on your Instagram and share us. We want to get. We want to start growing those followers again. After our brief hiatus, the, the last quarter of 2019, we want to start 2020 super big, super hard. And so Instagram is a great way to reach people uh, as they're scrolling real fast. Shock, you know, shock your followers with a uh, an image of the whole reference show so that they can become a hashtag new listener. Uh, so Instagram is a great place and uh, help us help you help us. Absolutely. And I'll, uh, I'll throw some life support towards Twitter. It's been a little while. I should probably be back on that. Uh, <laughs> so, Whole Reffin Show, Whole Reffin Show coming back at you folks, strong, Uh, we're glad we got this episode out for Rumble, enjoy Royal Rumble weekend, again, everyone involved in the Royal Rumble contest, good luck to you, we can't wait to see what happens, or we can't wait to talk about it next week, I'm the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the Whole Reffin Show, once again, my name is Perry Smith, and I am the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you next week, folks. Thank you for stopping by. Hashtag dear listeners. Good luck, Royal Rumble combatants. We'll see you when we see you. That's for you, Mauler. Bye-bye. Cause it's a fat. It's a fat. Oh my god. We got off the rails. I-